Brother Dell here of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. Just wanted to give you a, a quick reminder that I have an email address where you can submit your questions or comments. It's questions at willyourepent.com. That's questions at willyourepent.com. And once again, my toll-free number is 1-855-845, the word glory, and the number 9. Numerically, that's 855-845-6799. And remember the theme, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, recently I heard a podcast message regarding uh, catastrophe, uh, suffering, bad things happening. And the question that was posed or the subject matter was, is that, does bad things happen all the time as a result of our sin? I mean, is every bad thing that happens to us as is a result of our sin? And the, and the answer to that question is no. Sometimes uh, troublesome times come or challenging times come to test our faith. Did you know that? I mean, sometimes bad things happen just to to try us, to prove us, to make us tougher. That, so that's why we're put under pressure sometimes. It's not always a result of our sin. And, and also there could be an, an occasion where God is allowing us to suffer and to feel pain and to feel grief so that he can receive glory when we come out on the other side. I mean, look at the life of Job. Job was not in sin when the devil attacked him. I mean, if you remember the story of Job, uh, particularly in chapters 1 and 2, Job uh, was not aware or was not privy to the conversation that God had with the devil regarding him. Because it says that, there was a day when the sons of God presented themselves before the Lord and Satan also presented himself. And then God said to uh, Satan, he says, Satan, where'd you come from? He says, I've been um, walking up and down in the earth, going to and fro. And then God is the one that made the proposition to Job. He says, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him in all the earth. He he uh, does righteousness. He does righteousness, and he uh, he hates evil. And then the devil replied back to the Lord and says, "Does Job love God for nothing?" He says, "Look, you've um, put a hedge of protection around him. His life is good." He says, "But you take all that away, and you let me attack him, and he'll curse it to your face." So God gave the devil permission to um, to afflict Job, and. If you read the story, you know what happens. Job um, retains his innocence before the Lord. I mean, he does get presumptuous to the point where God has to rebuke him. But the point that I'm trying to make in regards to Job's life is he went through all this intense suffering. And the reason why he went through that suffering, Job never knew the um, the conversation, like I said, that, that God and the devil had. Of course, we as readers after the fact knew, but God was testing Job that whole time to see if he would remain faithful. Now, God knew what Job was going to do, but the devil didn't know because the devil doesn't have all knowledge like God has. But the point that I'm trying to drive home is that sometimes we suffer because God has either 
put us through a trial. I mean, he may have he may allow the devil to tempt us because believe it or not, the devil also is a servant of the Lord. He may be an unwilling servant, but nevertheless, he is a servant of the Lord. Everything bows down to Almighty God, even the devil himself, because they're not equals. The devil was was created by God, not created evil, but he he rebelled and he became evil. So that's a, a that's a, a different whole different subject. I mean, that's another component of evil. Okay, so. The point that I'm trying to make is not everything that goes wrong in our lives is a result is a result of our sin. Sometimes we're simply being tested, you know, for for our benefit, for our strength, for our dependency upon God. And maybe there is an area where we may be a little arrogant. Let me let me read you something in in the Word of God that will um, amplify my point. I'm going to go to Second Corinthians chapter 12, and we're and we're going to be dealing with the Apostle Paul. We'll go to chapter 12. It says this. Verse 1, it says, I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. He's talking. Paul is speaking in the third person. He's speaking about himself. In verse 3, I know that this man, whether in the body or, or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I will not be a fool because I will be speaking the truth, but I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Verse 7, or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, listen to this, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. And this is something that we need to remember. And the Lord said this to, to Paul, verse 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my powers made perfect in weakness. And then this is Paul speaking, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So there was an instance where, so that Paul would not be exalted above measure, it says that there was a, um, a messenger of Satan to torment him. So, and, and apparently this affliction that Paul was going through was so tremendous that three times he asked the Lord to remove it. And the Lord replied to him says, my grace is sufficient for you. My powers made perfect in weakness. In other words, God did not remove the thorn, remove the affliction, but gave his grace and power gave Paul the wherewithal and the, and, and the uh, fortitude to endure that pain so that he would remain humble so that was Paul's thorn in the flesh and I think all of us as as true believers we're going to be persecuted and we're going to suffer pain not because so much that we're in sin is in as much that we may be being tested and tried by the Lord to um, prove to ourselves not to him that our faith is indeed the real thing and we need to know that so that we are on track with the Lord and that we're not, you know, riding off the rails as, you know, so to speak. So not everything that goes wrong in our lives 
is a result of our sin. Sometimes we are chastened because of our sin and God will indeed chasten us as it says in Hebrews chapter 12 verses 5 to 11. So that's very important to uh, keep in mind. So I wanted to just point that out because a lot of people think that everything that happens negatively in our lives is a result of sinful behavior and that is not always the case. Let me um, go to another passage of scripture to amplify that point and this is going to be first uh, Peter okay first Peter chapter 1 and let's see uh, let's see verse 5 or verse 4 no I'm sorry let's start with verse 3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish. That's a wonderful thing. Spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may be you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials verse 7 this is the um, the coup de grace so to speak these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed verse 8 though you have not seen him you love him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith the salvation of your souls that's beautiful so Peter is talking is writing and talking to his audience that you're going I mean you're going to suffer through different kinds of trials and the reason that we suffer through trials as believers is that that our faith can be proven and it has to be tried as if it as, as if it were gold being tried in the fire so that the the fire will purify the gold and get rid of all the impurities that is in it and so our faith is likened unto gold that has to be tried by the fiery trials of life you follow what i'm saying so it's important for us to understand that bad things are going to happen because perhaps God has set it up that way God can allow or cause us to go through trials not to destroy us but to keep us humble and to keep us on our knees and put our trust our total trust in him and so that our faith can be shining bright as pure gold shines bright when it's, when it's uh, put through the fire of a of a testing and purification we want our faith to be pure because the more pure we are the more we're like Christ and that's the reason why we were saved in the first place to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ not so that we can say we're saved and we're going to heaven and there's no change and there's no um, there's no transformation you know in our lives so when we're saved on the inside is important for us to remember this folks is that once we're uh, transform from within it should begin to um, manifest in, in holy righteous behavior from without or on the outside of us in other words our conduct our, our speech our manner of life 
has to change in conjunction with the transformation that's taking place on the outside. And that's the struggle and that's the battle that we deal with because we are dealing with unredeemed flesh. Our flesh has not been saved. It's still corrupt. It still wants to do what's evil. It still wants to do the dead works, not, not the holy works, but the dead works of the flesh, which of course are destructive. So that's all I wanted to say in regards to that. So hope this message has been a blessing to you and has some redeeming quality. And I will check you soon on the next episode. God bless.